Dionisio at the plate. He's over two today. Swakowski, the big right hander, lets it go. It's right down Broadway. Dionisio lets it fly, and it's oh, it's raining now. Welcome to another episode of Rain Delay Theater, the podcast where two bums talk about other bums at baseball games. I'm Jack Swakowski. And I'm Jeremy Dionisio. Uh, today, since it's the last episode of 2022, that's right, another year in the books for Rain yeah. Delay Theater. Uh, we started in 2018, and here we are at the end of 2022. Uh, we're going to be doing an uh, end-of-year episode where we talk about a few people who had good years and a few people who had bad years. But this is uh, in that those... Three plus years that we've been doing this podcast. This is now episode number 185. We're coming up on 200, uh, but that means we need a, a 185 guy. And uh, this week it's me who's doing that. Uh, as you may remember, we're just doing one now because uh, we're kind of, it, it was slim pickings for a while. So one, it's yeah. it, it's going to be me. So uh, my 185 guy is Michael Young. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Michael Young. Um, and I'm kind of glad I picked him too. I've never been particularly interested in Michael Young, but I think it's interesting to... Uh, Look at him in retrospect. Uh, he was a really good player. Yeah, he played for 14 years, uh, and he had a 300. He had a 300 career average in uh, 7,918 official at bats. Uh, <laughs> really, yeah, really, uh, really good player. Basically, uh, after his rookie season in 2001, uh, when he played 106 games, he he never had another season where he had under 550 plate appearances, which is which is great. So he was he was, seems like he was just kind of indestructible. Uh, led the league in hits twice, batted over 300 a whole bunch of times. This guy had a legitimate Hall of Fame case. I, I, I mean, I don't know. The Hall of Very Good, but he only got when he was on the uh, BBWAA ballot for the first time in 2019, and he only got 2.1 percent of the vote. So, mm. I mean, he was off the ballot the first year. I think maybe he deserved a little bit more consideration than that. Yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah, I you know, um, what wait, what year was he in the on the ballot? Uh, it's a it's a 2019 here according to Baseball Reference. That was post Baines, right? That was a post Baines uh, Hall of Fame, I think. It was either post Baines or right, right. It, that might have been Same the year. year. I can't remember. Yeah, um, <laughs> that's, it's really funny how that's just like the you know measuring stick and everything. Right. Um, in the Hall of Baines, I think he's <laughs> uh, he. I think he definitely deserves like a, a lot of discussion. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, yeah, it's one of those things where like middle. In, I think it's harder for middle infielders, right, to get like the kind of like the the Hall of Fame like case basically you know like um i feel like it took a while omar vizquel eventually got in right just like uh no I, I don't think omar vizquel is in he's um, had some he's had some things in his personal life that have kind of gotten him canceled too i think okay yeah um a lot of people maybe... are talking about jeff kent because jeff mm-hmm. kent has the most home runs uh, by a second baseman in major league history but i don't okay. really know how great that is yeah, was there another? Is there another middle infielder that got in recently? Maybe Alan Alan Trammell. Yeah, he got in through one of those. He was like the first guy to get in from one of those committees, I think. Right? Yeah, I, th- I think yeah. he was. Who was all? He was also a one eighty five guy too, uh, this week. Yes, he was. He, was he the, sure he was. was yeah. List. Yeah. Um. Anyway, I don't know. I think it's a little harder for middle infielders to get that like that recognition because so much of it is, um, you know, defense. Uh, but, um, yeah, I mean, he had some really good offensive numbers too. I mean, like, yeah, career 300 hitters, pretty damn good. Uh, hit 331 in two, in 2005. Um, yeah, I, mean, I always liked Michael Young for sure. Um, 
Uh, it was weird at the end when he like left Texas and he kind of bounced around to a couple teams, but um, uh, it's weird. That was only one season that he was off out of uh, off Texas and he played with the Phillies and the Dodgers. But um, yeah, I don't know. Um, I, I always liked him and uh, I think he's yeah very very strong case or very uh, very very you know he deserves to be discussed at least. For sure, an, an underrated guy, and uh, you know, at least he uh, at least he's being discussed here. One thing I'll give him credit for is that uh, I don't know if he he was just feeling banged up at age 36, but you know, he was 600 hits away from 3,000, and he didn't try to stick around to uh, get a bunch of counting numbers like Harold Baines did. So um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, good good for Michael Young, and well, at least we're talking about him on here. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, yeah, pretty. Uh, that's a good one, Jack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, Jeremy, I mean, uh, uh, we might as well get right into our topic here um, uh, of uh, guys uh, both good and bad. So who had a good year in 2022 and who had a bad year? Uh, What do you think we should start with here, Jeremy? Do you think we should start with the bad or the good? Well, let's see. We both have uh, a top, I guess, four for each category. Mm -hmm. Um, I I mean, maybe we we, we can alternate. I don't know. I think it's No, that sounds good to me. Yeah. Um, well, how about we hear your first bad one? Okay. Well, my first, my first um, bad of the like the guy who had a bad year in 2022 uh, is a little obvious, a little low hanging fruit. But um, I went with Carlos Correa. Yeah, that's that's a good call. Yeah, I mean, um, it, it seemed to me like the like. I, maybe this is like well. First of all, I don't. I, I don't know. I haven't really read too much about it because I feel like it's, it's kind of just old takes on the Carlos Correa thing. But like, I'm sure there's got to be some people saying that this is his like karma for like the for the the whole uh, garbage can debacle. Um, and the Ken Rosendahl debacle. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I know. I want him to make another video where he's just like towering over <laughs> a short guy. I don't know. I don't know how short Steve Steve Cohen is, but like he should just be like saying, like, you know. Why, Ken, or, or well, Steve, why won't you sign me? Like it's it was an injury before I even started playing. Whatever. Um, <laughs> so uh, anyway, um, but uh, but yeah. So um, honestly, I always felt like it kind of felt like that that one year or that that contract with the Twins was a sh- bit of a sham contract to begin with. Like he, I don't even remember what the contract was. Was it for two or three years? I can't remember. I, I think it was just a one year, and then an, he had a two. It was a two year, but he could opt out after the first year. I think. Right, right. So it was never like that. Was just such a like, it was just it was just absurd that they, that there was even like, you know, another year on that contract. It was clearly a one year contract. So that right off the bat seemed kind of like lame and then like this all this stuff like with um with with the the failed physicals and everything is just is just bad so i mean i think at the end of the day um you know bad it's just it's all just bad it's just all it's all just bad like mojo connected with carlos correa which maybe you know started years ago but um uh i think i think right now where it stands carlos correa has probably not had the best year in 2023 2022 no, um, especially since, you know, his whole family was at the Giants press conference, according to Scott Boris, when they called it. So, oh, really? You know, wow. yeah, I'm sure that was, you know, just a huge inconvenience for all of them. Um, but, you know, they say that uh, they're, they're worried that it's a degenerative thing. So it's not it's not fi- a five year contract to be a worry. It's it's a 10 year contract. So I don't see why he wouldn't just take a max deal for five or six years and just <laughs> forget about it. I don't know why. I don't know why all of a sudden these guys all want 10 year contracts. It seems uh, it seems absurd. So I think part of that's on him too. Yeah, I mean, thirteen years, right? Did they did they make was his Mets contract supposed to be twelve years? 
Um, yeah, I, I think so. it was like a year shorter and a, and some and less money. I think, That's... or maybe it was the same amount of years and five million dollars less. I, I I don't know. I can't can't remember. Yeah, some something tells me. Yeah, twelve million or I mean twelve years. Sorry, uh, contract. So they they took one year off, I guess. But, <laughs> um, but still, um, and it's not it's still not official. It's just what a, it's just a mess. I mean. I was telling you uh, off pod, Jack, that uh, I, um, you know, I, I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm glad that the Cubs got uh, avoided this debacle. Um, sure. And um, yeah, I mean, we'll see what, what the Dansby Swanson contract plays out for. But I mean, this is just a mess. I'm glad that the Cubs were just not involved at all. No, for sure. Um, hey, yeah, we even toasted to Dansby Swanson party. <laughs> Me too. So. My, yeah, yeah. my holiday party. Yeah, that's right. Um, <laughs> Yeah. Um, okay. Well, that's yeah. That's what I got. Carlos Correa for number one. Yeah. Okay. So my my first bad guy who had a bad year or person who had a bad year because uh, it doesn't necessarily have to be just a, an individual. Mm-hmm. But uh, mine was Luke Voigt. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, yeah. What a, what a bad year he had. So you know he started with the uh, the Padres where uh, he you know he he was just kind of another guy on the team. He was playing every day. Uh, definitely at some points relegated to hitting home runs off of Frank Schwindel, uh, which we saw. But then when Eric Hosmer rejected a uh, rejected that trade to the Washington Nationals when he exercises no trade clause, I guess there's limited no trade clause, Luke Voigt just got thrown in that deal. So he went from being on a playoff team and like through no fault of his own. It doesn't seem like the Padres were going to trade Luke Voigt. No. He just ended up on the Nationals because Eric Hosmer was an asshole. And then the Nationals were just by far the worst team in the league. And then we saw him hit another home run mm-hmm. uh, later in the season. And then a- after the season, he got cut by the Nationals. Yeah. And now he now he doesn't have a, a job in baseball right now. Right. And Eric Hosmer ended up going to the Red Sox any, anyway, and they they released him. So he's also out of a job, too. So, like, it, yeah, it's just a mess of a situation for sure. <laughs> Yeah, it's like um, you know, burn after reading or something like that. You know, just everybody, everybody ends up worse off. Uh, so yeah, you know, Luke Voigt, he uh, he led the league in home runs during the pandemic season, but uh, it's been a long, uh, slow decline since then. He also hit a that that ball that Tim Anderson threw. Uh, also, so. <laughs> oh, did he really? He, I can't. I didn't remember that it was him. Yeah, I believe it was uh, Ivan Nova. Yeah, was it? Yeah, I think it was Ivan Nova to Luke Voigt to. Tim Anderson to Abreu, back to Anderson, and then to me. So. Oh God. Okay. Yeah. That. Uh, uh, I didn't remember that we ever saw Ivanova pitch. So there you go. I think it was. I think it was like that. Like rare. It was either Ivanova or Irvin Santana. I know we we saw like a couple. We saw several bad White Sox pitchers, but yes. who shouldn't shouldn't have been in the league at that point. But anyway, sure. Um, all right, so yeah, Luke Voigt. I mean, that's yeah, that's pretty good. Um, I would say that you know he hit two homers. We know two homers that I can remember that we can remember in Wrigley Field at least. Uh, maybe the Cubs should have looked into getting him. Um, guess they still could actually. Yeah, but mm-hmm. one of those was off of Frank Schwindel. So <laughs> right. Um, all right, Jeremy, who do you have for a good, a good guy? Um, all right, good, good guy. Uh, I'll take another, like, kind of, like, easy one off the board here. Um, <laughs> for good year, Jack, for 2022, I had Jason Hayward. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's, that's interesting. All right. Um, I'm, that, that may come back. A, uh, okay, well, fuck yeah. it. We'll just talk about Jason Hayward I, now. All right, I, yeah. I'll say that, like, you know, <coughs> we, we dropped, like, the, the, the whole, uh, like, artifice of, like, uh, you know, 
he he should he's getting paid uh you know 22 million dollars a year whatever it was he should like play every you know he we should get him out there the, the, the cubs mercifully dropped that whole like charade and just paid him to go away basically he was gone from the team for most of the year um i mean and so he didn't have to like he didn't have to you know com- continue to fail and the Cubs didn't have to like waste a spot on him, and he gets his twenty-two million dollars. I would say that's a pretty good deal. I think that's a pretty good deal for Hayward. And he ended up, you know, signing with not only a team, but he signed with the friggin' Dodgers. I mean, who knows if he actually makes the big league club? Because I think it was a minor league deal. Um, but I think all things considered, for Jason Hayward, he's got to be pretty happy with his twenty twenty-two. Yeah. So uh, you know, spoiler. I mean, I guess since we're talking about him now. I, we, I might as well talk about this now. What one thing we were gonna do after this is talk about people who were gonna have a good year in 2023. Mm-hmm. And my my pick was Jason Hayward. Ah, okay. Um, because I I think the Cubs still owe him next year's salary. Yes. And that's like whatever 25 million dollars or something. Um, so regardless of whether or not he makes the Dodgers, the Cubs are still on the hook for that money. So yep. he could literally sit on his ass the whole year. And like play Call of Duty and drive his boat around the playpen, um, uh, <laughs> and in in the lakefront, and like and do nothing and get paid twenty five million dollars for it. He doesn't have to play baseball if no. he makes the Dodgers great. Um, they'll probably pay him the league minimum. But either way, he's getting twenty plus million. So I for doing nothing, I can think of few people anywhere in the world who are going to have a better year than that. Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, that's a pretty sweet deal. Um, so yeah, we'll get back to your guy who's going to have a good year in 2023. But yeah, a couple, uh, a couple good years for Jason Hayward there at the end of that, at the end of that contract. Um, uh, one, one person I picked who had a good year in 2022 was Anthony Rizzo. Okay, nice. Yeah, you know, you know why? Because this guy gets traded from the Cubs to the Yankees, and now he's just in hog heaven. Mm-hmm. Like he's. He's best friends with Aaron Judge, and he signs that two-year extension with the Yankees. And then he—I he, don't know if you saw that—but he speaks out uh, against the Yankees, like not signing Aaron Judge. And he's yeah. like, "Yeah, you gotta like sign your franchise players." Like, who the fuck is this guy to talk about what the Yankees should do? <laughs> he, he's been on the Yankees for a year and a half. I mean, sure, he looks like a guy who, sh- like, he—he he seems and like just like a, a guy in his name, like who should have been on like the nineteen, you know. 29 Yankees (laughs) right yeah but but still like you know who's the who is this guy to be like telling Brian Cashman who to sign yeah I know I mean would he have told I wonder what he thought the Cardinals (laughs) should have done with Albert Pujols in 2011 (laughs) or whenever they let him go um yeah yeah I mean yeah yeah it was kind of bold also because like you know he just took away some he just took up some of that money that they could have paid Aaron Judge so right you know it's like easily it's easy for him to uh, say that. Like, if they would have came to him and said, like, all right, will you give back, like, $40 million of your dollars, like, so we could give it to – or whatever he signed for, uh, like, let's say, like, $15 million, like, and we'll, that'll help defray some of the Aaron Judge costs. Would he have done that? So, um, <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, that's a weird situation. And, and not to mention the fact that it's like, oh, what is he, like, some kind of, like – is he some kind of like uh, you know Yankees spokesperson now? Like I mean, he right. yeah, he's not really the face of the Yankees. So. No, no. Um, but yeah, he certainly seems to think that he's one of them. Uh, so yeah, but good year for him though. He gets to uh, he gets to porch it for a couple more years at, at Yankee Stadium. So he'll he'll probably 
hit 30 plus homers that you know two two more years in a row now so even though he's getting up there in age so good year for anthony rizzo in, in 2022 yeah most definitely <clears throat> um all right so for my uh guy who had a bad year in in 2022 um this is uh i had a i had one extra so i had to like kind of knock one off here so I'm, I'm gonna go with this one and it's a little it's kind of a goofy one but um i went with bobby witt jr bad year okay. in 2022 solely for the fact that he had a great year but he couldn't crack the top three in american league rookie of the year voting um, yeah sure i i the, the royals were such an anonymous team this year i practically forgot we were seeing him when we went and saw them versus the white Sox. right yeah exactly yeah me too um <laughs> until like maybe earlier that day like when we were <laughs> heading to the ballpark but right um 20 homers 80 rbis uh 254 batting average for and for this league is pretty pretty you know uh it's above average um so i think he had a pretty damn good uh rookie year but like yeah, he finished fourth in AL Rookie of the Year voting. I think behind uh, J Rod, um, who was this, uh, Rushman and uh, and Stephen Kwan. So I I kind of feel like I don't know. I mean I like Stephen Kwan, but it's like uh, maybe Bobby Witt should have at least been third in that voting. I don't know. <laughs> um, he also had better offensive numbers than Adley Rushman, but uh, but whatever. Rushman's a catcher, so maybe you you credit that to him but um they hit they hit the same they hit the same uh average 254 mm. so i don't know i mean like i obviously j-rod deserved the rookie of the year but like i think it's a toss-up between rushman wit and I, I, honestly between rushman and wit and kwan should be third or fourth i don't know so mm-hmm. um i i uh i do like pay attention to the rookie of the year voting i'm a you know i like to prospect guys and I definitely think Witt had a pretty damn good rookie year, so I kind of feel like he got kind of got jobbed a little bit. So, um, yeah, it's kind of like, uh, you know, you don't get in a second chance to win rookie of the year. So uh, I don't know. I think uh, I think he's got nowhere to go but up. Yeah, he even switched positions too, like halfway through the year. He's playing third base when we saw him. I think. Yeah, yeah. I I think I'm I'm curious as to where he's going to stay, but um, I guess yeah. I guess he can't move Adalberto Mondesi. <laughs> I don't know. No, uh, yeah, yeah. I guess that what he does bring is his glove. Maybe that was a, a Mike Matheny move, though. You know, right. maybe that'll get corrected now. That who is it? A Matt Quattraro is their coach. Is it? I don't. I don't even know who the Royals manager is. Yeah, yeah. I think I think it's the the bench coach from the Rays. Maybe maybe that was another team that hired him. But I'm pretty sure it's it's him. Yeah, that's um, correct. Actually. Well, that's a that's a good call. But uh, hey, you know, we we've seen him Bobby Witt Homer in high school and now the major league level. So that's quite a uh, quite a trajectory. We saw him go on. Pretty cool. Um, yeah, pretty damn cool indeed. Um, yeah, uh, my guy, uh, for, for the, another guy who had a bad year, again, this is kind of low-hanging fruit, uh, but I picked Tony La Russa. Yep. Um, could, not have, could not have had a worse year. Um, just, yeah. a, uh, what, you know, what, I, I, I'm going to forget some things that happened, but obviously there was when he intentionally walked Max Muncy on a 1-2 count. That mm-hmm. um, was just um, inconceivable. Uh, uh, just his, the, the fact that the White Sox were a dumpster fire the entire season, uh, totally wasted a year of their, uh, championship window. Um, uh, let's see what else he, uh, uh, stepped down under strange circuit, like for health reasons. Yeah. Uh, and then like the fire Tony chance, everything were also happening. He steps down for health reasons. And then the whites, I don't know if it was the White Sox or his own pride that made him eat it. And write like a heartfelt letter that actually say said that he was glad that he got booed 
because it showed the White Sox were like a passionate <laughs> fan base. Right. So just like, and now his career is done. He's never going to manage. Uh, he's just done. He's done with baseball, I think now. So it's just uh, what a what a strange exit for like one of the most decorated managers of all time. An asshole, but you know one of the most decorated. Yeah, I it, I think I said it in 2020 or whatever, like I'm like, or 2021, like why would he want to do this? Like, why would he want to put himself in the situation? Like he's, he's accomplished so much. He's made so much money. He can completely just relax and even take a cush job in baseball. Like he can be like, he, he was like, you know, whatever the hell he had that, that role with the D backs. He was like, you know, baseball ambassador or some shit. Like he could just have some, some fucking cush job. And yet he wanted to go back and manage, just so he could be completely trashed. Like it just <laughs> makes no sense. And like, I don't know. I mean, I don't feel too bad for the guy because well, like you said, Jackie is an asshole. <laughs> number one. And number two, yeah. it's like he could have avoided all this. I mean, I like, I, I suppose like Reinsdorf came to him and said, we want to make you the manager. I, w- I would have said like, thanks, but no thanks. Like, I don't want to put myself through that. Like I'm 77, 78 years old. Like, I don't know. So yeah, I mean, I was almost gonna pick him for for Goodyear because like they put him out of his misery, um, yeah. like, and that's a that's a net plus, that's a net gain. But like, uh, obviously, bad bad year. Yes, absolutely, without question. Um, all right, let's let's uh, do a positive. Who, who had a good year for you? Well, Jack, I guess on that same tip, I'll just say uh, a guy who had a good year. I'm gonna say in that same vein is uh, I picked Joe Madden, Jack. Interesting. Okay. Because okay. because for for similar reasons, I think like it's like first of all, like I don't know the the Angels situation. So he got fired. He was he started the year as an Angels manager and got fired. Um, uh, but like it's just a I think it's a tough situation to manage in because like you have like the two best players in baseball. Like I feel like the expectations are pretty high. Um, but then when you really look at the team, it's like they have an incomplete pitching staff. They have a weak lineup and like they just never seem like they're gonna ever win with with Mike Trout and so it just seems like it's a lose-lose situation it's like it would be great to manage the best player in baseball but like you know if you don't win I feel like a lot of fingers get pointed you know and they don't get pointed at Mike Trout they get pointed at the manager so like I feel like it's a it's a thankless position to be in um and so they 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 fired him and like I don't know. It's, it's it's also seems to me like why would Madden want to put himself in that situation? Um, you know, I think I, I was I think he was too young to hang it up. Like I don't blame him for sure. wanting to keep managing, but like he doesn't need that crap. Um, and then to put it all into context, uh, when you know, for, fast forward a handful of months later, when he comes to Chicago and has this like hero's welcome, you know, and just like gets to sign autographs for. Uh, uh, considerable fee, you know, um, <laughs> it's like, you know, and he, he got that nice new jacket for the signing, um, right. you know, so like, and he looked like he was having the time of his life, even though it was like the first snowy shitty day of the winter of, of Chicago. Like he, he still seemed like he was having a great time. And like, I, he just seems like that kind of guy who just like, you know, kind of rolls off his back and he's always like, has a smile on his face and he's always like living his best life, no matter what's happening. Um, in other aspects. So like, I think, I think they, I think he's, I think it's a blessing for him that he's out of that situation. Like just, it's like, just, just run, turn the other way. Like maybe just manage, go back to managing, like, you know, manage the A's or something like, and just like have, you know, 
bring back the elephant, like, you know, bring back MC hammer. <laughs> like he could be the new Charlie Finley for the A's. Like that would actually sure. be like a good move. Um, but, uh, but yeah, or be like the, be- he maybe he can become like, you know, what Don Zimmer was to Joe Madden. Like he was his, his colorful bench coach. Like maybe he can be a colorful bench coach for someone like, I don't know, but, uh, it just, um, it, I think he's in a better place having been let go from the angels. <laughs> You know, it's it's interesting, Jeremy. So since we're talking about Joe Madden, we might I might as well talk about him too. I actually <clears throat> I, I shouldn't have put two managers on here, but I actually put that he also had a bad year as well. Yeah. And the reason for that is that they fired him. They were twenty seven and twenty nine yeah. when they fired him. I, I know they lost thirteen games in a row. It's weird that we saw him in, at that White Sox game yeah. before. Like he was their manager when we saw Otani hit that home run and Trout make that great catch. He was still managing. It was like you know a month before he got fired. But they really gave the guy a raw deal. Yeah. He didn't he didn't deserve that. I mean, yeah, I know they'd lost 13 games in a row. The guy shaves his head into a, mo- a mohawk. <laughs> yeah. The the Joe Hawk and like, you know, you never you never saw it. it there, there were no there were no remnants of that at the card signing. Like he he'd fully grown his, his hair back that up. That is true. For anyone who doesn't know that story, yeah, just the story was that that um in an in an effort to motivate his team, loosen them up a little bit, he shaved his head into a mohawk. And showed up at the park with the freshly shaved mohawk, but then that was the day that they fired him, and so the team <laughs> never got to see the mohawk. Um, yeah, I mean it, that I would say that was that's the one ble- like dark like mark on his record is that he shaved a mohawk when he didn't have to. Um, <laughs> but I yeah, bet he was the, probably uh, okay with it in the end. Yeah, ultimately, right? Yeah, but you know, then he gets it gets replaced by Phil Nevin, just a, a complete just uh, uh, yeah. Uh, Meathead, yeah. who I, th- I think is is managing the Angels again. I think he, they gave him the job. Yeah, they did. But, um, yeah, I, I just don't think that – I think the Angels kind of did him dirty there. Um, uh, and, you know, for a Hall of Fame manager, I, I really – unlike La Russa, who, who needed to be fired before he actually left for health reasons, I, I think that Madden, uh, just his track record, he had earned the right to at least finish the season out before uh, they let him step down instead of firing him in such embarrassing fashion. But yeah. you are right, Jeremy, that, like, you know, he uh, uh, he received a hero's welcome in Chicago and, yeah, was, was is, is still able to charge a, a sizable fee for autographs. So I, Yeah. I wonder if, like, um, I don't know if he has, like, desire to, to announce, but it's like if, if, if uh, Jim Deshaies ever left, I mean, I don't know, Madden's cool, but maybe he's not, like, an everyday, like, announcer kind of guy, but, like, <laughs> If if Jim DeSage ever left, I mean, honestly, the reality is that the fucking Cubs would give it to Ryan Dempster, which is just, yep. you know, blood curdling. But like, um, you know, maybe Joe Madden would be like a cool guy to like put on the the broadcast. I don't know. He doesn't really have any managerial like or uh, uh, announcing uh, experience, so maybe maybe I'd like to see a little more from him. But like, I think he at least has that kind of personality. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I could almost see him too going straight to national telecast, like being a guy in yeah. the booth with like Poppy and and company. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but I, uh, I I think that would be a great career move for him if if you want to you know you want to talk about a cush job. Right. Uh, that certainly is that. Um. Yeah. So, but anyway, I, I'll I'll do a good guy here, a uh, guy who had a good year. I picked Hayden Wisniewski. <laughs> I mean, okay. he, here's a guy who nobody even knew about. He certainly wasn't on Cubs fans' radars, like at in April of 2022. No, uh, they who the hell that was? It Scott Efros that they got him for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they get him for Scott Efros. All of a sudden, he's up in the major leagues. Um, you know, not exactly a much ballyhooed debut, 
but he ends up like being the best pitcher on their team and yeah. now now he's a guy that people are like seriously talking about for next year. Yeah, for sure. And he seems to get to do whatever the fuck he wants, like just <laughs> run roughshod over the whole like team and kind of like, yeah, I don't know, like just be be like have the 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 attitude of like a 12-year veteran or something. So <laughs> so that couldn't hurt either. No. Um so yeah, I he he definitely had a good year. Um it it will be that that will be one of the more interesting Cubs storylines to follow next year is is how how well he does. I don't think he reached rookie limits, did he? I don't think so. I don't yeah. think so. Um I the only thing I'll say about Wisniewski is like they're not penciling him in as part of the rotation yet, hmm. which is just really annoying. Like I mean, what what are they going to do? I mean, um I'm just trying to think off the top of my head here. They have so Stroman, they're they're counting Hendricks in on the rotation. So we'll we'll count Hendricks, um, Tyon. They just signed Drew Smiley. Yep. And and they're saying they're giving Steele the fifth spot. I mean, it's I think it's still a big question mark if if Hendricks is good to go. But obviously they'll need more than five starters anyway. So I, I'm sure uh, Wisniewski's the next one in. You also have Adrian Sampson, but I would put Wisniewski over him. Um, it seems at this point they're slotting in Keegan Thompson to be kind of like a like a long reliever type of kind of guy, um, maybe like a hater like in his uh, early years uh, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, I don't know. It's like just I I thought Wisniewski pitched well enough to just not do. I feel like they do this all the time with like rookies where it's like, oh yeah, he had a great year, but we're not gonna pencil him in in the in the starting five yet. It's like why not? Just I thought that he pitched well enough to to not even mess around with that. But sure. the guy definitely should be in the rotation for next year. I think he was the best pitcher for the on that staff by the end of the season. Oh yeah, um, uh, yeah, he definitely looked like he belonged to on the mound, even in his whatever second start that we that we saw. So yeah, uh, yeah, that was a uh, that was a good one. Definitely, a, definitely a good year for him. Yeah. Um. All right. So um. I feel bad that I'm I, I'm poaching a couple of your guys here as we're no, going. No, it's, it's fine. I, I like I said before, right before we started recording, I'd be curious to see if we have any of the same guys. Yeah, for sure. Well, I'm you might have this guy, Jack. I don't know, but huh. um, I'm putting. And again, this is one depending on your you know your your cynicality or whatever, uh, or your your level of uh, irony if you put him on good year or bad year, but I'm, I'm choosing bad year for this guy, but a uh, guy who had a bad year in 2022, I would say uh, Lorenzo Cain. Uh, um, sure. Yeah. You, you wouldn't know it from his bust demeanor. Right. But, exa- um, yeah. I know. Yeah, not, not a good year for him for sure. We have to remind him that he had a bad year, but like <laughs> this, this, the sheer fact, the sheer like reason why I picked him for having a bad year is just the um, circumstances in which he went out. I mean, it's good for him that like they get, they let him vest like his like 10, right. They, they cut him right after he vested for his full pension, 10 year service time. Right. I think I think that's correct. Yes. I think that I think he just like reached ten years, which like for baseball players, to get their full pension, um, you have to have ten years of service. And I believe that that was like they waited that long, in order to to cut him, like so he would fully vest um, if he never played again. But I will say, no one no one's talking about this part. But I will not forget that like he was playing. I think it was against the Cubs, right? There was like a line drive up the middle, and it like bounced up and it hit him right in the balls. <laughs> Yep, sure did. Yeah, <laughs> and then the next day, I think he got cut. Um, yeah, and I, I just feel that that back to back seemed like kind of a bad thing that, that could maybe possibly ruin your so bad that you, it could possibly ruin your whole year. So I put Lorenzo Cain on the bad year list, but um, <laughs> yeah, if you just if you if you caught him at the bus, 
uh, you know, I'm sure he it would not look like he was having a bad year. Yeah, sure. You know, I, I hey, five years and eighty million. I think that's the contract he got. Mm-hmm. I don't think you need to worry about a pension if you got that kind of contract. That's but, true. Um, good, good for him. Good for him for getting it. Um, yeah, he uh, he was basically unplayable. He made a comment uh, in 2022. He said, you know, just because of some injuries, I'm out there more than I think they want me out there. He basically said he was lost and he just didn't have it anymore, and that was true. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, he, you know, that that was a five-year contract they signed, and maybe the first year of it was okay. Uh, after that, it, he was just a uh, just kind of kind of dead weight. He had an okay 2019, but um, yeah. Uh, anyway, he's uh, he's gone, um, and I will agree that that he went out on kind of a bad note. Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, it it probably would have been better if he didn't get hit in the nuts the day before. <laughs> right, he got right, tired. yeah. So. That was just the yeah the the real uh, the real the real uh, kicker. Um, yeah. all right, so I uh, I'll do a good one here, and I'm gonna pick the uh, the Phillies for okay. for good, just kind of overall. Sure. Um, I mean, we uh, we saw them, Jeremy, at the end of the year. And we almost saw the Cubs knock them out of the playoffs. Yeah, they got swept at a crucial time of the season. Uh, the only reason they really made it was because the Brewers were also collapsing during that time. So you know, people say people say the Phil oh the Phillies eliminated the Brewers from the playoffs. That that's not really that's not really true. The Brewers eliminated themselves. But um, yeah, it was a good year for the Phillies. Uh, I remember being at the bus, Jeremy, a game you weren't there, and and their owner John Middleton came out after the Cubs Cubs swept them, and he went. Wow, that was terrible to all the all the Phillies fans, and he seemed happy. Um, I think the lesson there is that when you're a billionaire, nothing really probably bothers you that much. Um, yeah, I remember but, you telling me that story, Jack, and I was yeah. thinking like that's a that's a remarkably like kind of like uh, like light um, <laughs> uh, comment for a guy who's like who owns a team that just kind of pissed away their playoff chances. Right. So um, I didn't think it would turn around like that for for that team, but I guess it did. No, maybe he knew something we didn't. But uh, yeah. with that that Phillies team, uh, that's a team that people have been expecting to do this for a couple of years. Ever since they signed Bryce Harper um, and Real Muto, uh, people have been wondering when the Phillies are actually going to contend again. And they did it this year. They they snuck into the playoffs, and then uh, you know maybe through uh, you know just a, uh, some clutch hitting and a, a bad uh, song by some Padres dads. Um, they, they ended up, they ended up advancing pretty far. Bryce Harper had a moment, um, that, you know, I think people have been waiting on him for. He hit that huge home run against the Padres at the opposite field. Um, uh, so yeah, it was just a good year overall for them. Uh, and not, you know, now they're signing Trey Turner to 300 million plus dollar contracts and, you know, doing all of this other stuff. Um, Bryce Harper is going to be hurt for the first part of next year, but, uh, you know, I, I think that their fans are, are pretty excited. Um, and it'll be interesting to see if they can, Repeat that with the Mets also looking pretty good. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I, you know, Jack, it's funny. I, um, this is not related to any, like, to this that much, but I saw that uh, Gene Segura signed with the Marlins. I, I saw that too. That's a very, uh, uh, that signing seems very fitting. It does. Um, I, I can't help but feel bad for Gene Segura, but sure. It, the headline I got from, like, my Yahoo Sports app says, uh, Marlins finally make a splash. Uh, of course, it just oh, went oh, to sleep yeah. on me, but, um, uh, Marlins are signing veteran infielder Gene Segura to a two-year, seventeen million dollar deal, swiping him away from division rival Philadelphia. It's like yeah. what a over, what a horribly overblown uh, <laughs> like reporting of a of occurrence. Like the Phillies don't need Gene Segura anymore. Like no, uh, they they have they're 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 good with um 
with with Trey Turner. So I don't know. Like that was a weird stat, uh, or that was a weird like way to report that. Um, no, yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, uh, hey, but uh, Segura, two years, seventeen million. Uh, he'll slide right in for Starlin. Well, he, Starlin Castro hasn't been on them in a while, but <laughs> yeah. um, you know, anyway, it's the same same type of guy, same type of signing. Um, seventeen million dollars to buy a lot of sequin backpacks. So, uh, you know, fight. I should I should have put him for somebody having a good year, but that that was <laughs> it was too too recent. I just I just saw that that happened. So, yeah. but yeah, definitely a, definitely a very Marlins signing for sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, um, uh, am I uh, due for a bad guy? Bad one? Um, am I? I might. Be oh no! Due yeah, for you're good. next. You're next. Yeah. yeah, you're next. You're due for a good one. So. I'll, I'll do a pretty straightforward baseball one here. Um, a guy who had a good year, Jack, uh, Christian Vasquez. Christian, yeah, for sure. Christian Vasquez, one, one of those guys who gets traded from like the Red. I don't know where the Red Sox finished. I don't, I don't think, did they finish in last place? I don't know. If they, I th- actually, I think they might've. Okay. So he went from a last place team, um, uh, from the Red Sox to a world series contender, the Houston Astros who won the world series. Um, so he gets a ring. Yeah, they did finish last place. So he goes from the last place Red Sox, gets a ring with the Astros. Um, in the process of that, he caught that no hitter, I believe, in the in mm-hmm. the playoffs. Yep. Um, and then he signs a three year, thirty million dollar deal with the Twins. Um, and you know, like he was he was kind of like uh, a sought after catching. Like I think after Wilson Contreras, he was uh, I think the next like highest catching prospect or catching uh, free agent on the market. Mm-hmm. Um, and apparently, it was reported that like I think the Cubs were possibly interested in, in Christian Vasquez. Uh, apparently, the Cubs offered him the same money. It was it seemed like it was reported, uh, and he just chose the Twins over the the Cubs. Which interesting. So I don't know if that's gonna pose for a good. Uh, 2023 but like for 2022 um you know going from worst to first and then uh catching that no hitter and then getting a ring i mean and then signing this this 30 million dollar deal is pretty good for this guy so um so yeah i he was one of the first guys i thought about just who had a kind of a one of those years where he goes from you know worst to first yeah uh, the opposite of luke boyd um Yeah, I uh, maybe him and Jan Gomes don't like each other or something. Maybe, maybe there's a there's something there. Yeah, I, I don't know, but uh, yeah, that's interesting. Maybe he figured Gary Sanchez's shoes were a lot easier to fill than Wilson Contreras's. But um, could be. Yeah, for a guy like that, he uh, he made out pretty good, and um, you know he's a catcher and a good defensive catcher, so he could play ten more years in the major leagues as well. Um, he's 31 right now, so uh, yeah, yeah, definitely, uh, definitely good for him. Um, yeah, okay, uh, a guy who had a bad year. Uh, this is, again, kind of low-hanging fruit, but I picked Fernando Tatis Jr. Yeah, I had him on my list. I had to edge okay. him off, but, uh, but yeah, uh, but yeah, definitely, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I mean, motorcycle accident to begin the year. He misses the whole freaking season, and then he gets busted for PEDs. Uh, I, you would have thought that the Padres would have tried to, like, just appeal the last part of that suspension so he could start the year playing for I, I don't know if that's even possible. Probably not. But, um, yeah, now he's going to miss the first month of the next season, too. The Padres advancing in the playoffs helped his cause because he doesn't have to miss as many games next year. But, um, mm. you know, it's just, it's just ridiculous that this guy can't get on the field and then he gets busted for steroids. I also think he lost his position, too, right? I think he's, like, he's going to play center field for them next year. Yeah. Like, he's not yeah. even – he lost his shortstop job, which is – I feel like kind of takes away some of his, his panache is that he's not going to be a shortstop anymore. For sure. I mean, that, yeah, they, uh, uh, they talked about that. He had a really good arm, right? Like a, a shortstop's arm. Yeah. Um, 
I don't know. Uh, but um, yeah, uh, so you know they'll, they'll they signed him to what? Uh, that was another one of those like was a ten year, three hundred million dollar contract. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got a long contract. <laughs> um. So yeah, just uh, it sounds like you had him too. Or you just you had kind of just edged him off your list, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, uh, just a, a disastrous season for him all around. Yeah, getting edged, get, losing your job to uh, Ha Sung Kim uh, <laughs> while you're like you know on the shelf for stupid reasons um, is is pretty bad. So yeah, that's a that's a bad it's a bad look. And uh, yeah, like I hope that he can kind of I hope he can come back and be good and kind of maybe like put. I don't know. I, I I don't know. I don't. Who am I? I'm like. I, who am I to say like, forget about his, his uh, steroid issues? But like, yeah. I don't know. It's it's just bad. It is. Um. um yeah. Uh. All right. Uh, uh. I think you're next, Jeremy. All right. Well. Um. I have two guys. So I, I went a little off script and like I picked two guys to have a bad year in 2023. So I don't know if you want to close out the bad year before uh, I, I all my all my bad guys are done because uh, okay. i had i had madden as a bad guy and so we, we you know we kind of talked about him when you listed him as a good one what do you have left for do you have one guy who, i have one good guy and then we, we had the good year in 2023 one was jason hayward for me so I, I have one one guy who had a good year and then uh my prediction for someone who will have a bad year in 2023 okay let me close out my good year 2022 Sure. Uh, and then we'll we'll go we'll move on to 2023. Um, yeah. Jack, good year 2022. I gotta say, um, I would be remiss to overlook uh, Millie the dog. Oh, okay, okay, yes. I mean, absolutely. You know, like, uh, <laughs> um, uh, you, you don't want to like say like maybe they could do better next year because you know. The the uh the the years of opportunity for a dog are a little less than a human being, so <laughs> you know you'll take what you can get. Um, but Millie the dog made a big splash on the uh the Cubs parking lot situation. Uh, I guess it's a she. I guess sure. I guess let's I, let's call Millie the dog a she. I don't think a guy a boy dog would be named Millie, but uh, so Millie the dog um got uh, an autograph from Nico Horner, um got a new leash right. Yep. Yep, and who's and and also is getting pretty frequent walks, uh, too, yeah. which is good for a dog. And huh. who knows who's to say that Millie didn't get more autographs after that? You know, that could have just been the tip of the iceberg. Um, uh, you know, maybe she she was raking them in just like Josh, uh, the kid at the at the uh, at the the parking lot. So I don't know. So I I think all all told, like Millie's living a pretty good life. Uh, and um, she has more autographs than most dogs, I would say. <laughs> even with one, yeah, for sure. Um, and and you're right that uh, you know that that Millie had a new leash. Didn't Millie's uh, owner, or at least the old lady, because because she was being walked by a, a younger guy, like in his 40s, who was maybe her son. Yeah. Um, after that, so I, I whatever she was the older lady. Didn't she keep asking us like, hey, can I wash this? Like, can I wash? <laughs> she said, like, I wanted to wash it. I wanted to wash it, but now I can't. Um, sure. So that she just bought, seemingly bought a new leash. Um, so, yeah. So, I mean, I hopefully, um, you know, when, when we, when you get a card, when we, one of us gets a card, we, we top load it, we sleeve it and top load it. I'm not sure what you do with a dog leash, um, <laughs> but with that, that's autograph. But, uh, but yeah, who knows? And maybe, you know, maybe Nico Horner might, uh, 
you know, pull the park the car next time and just you know do a little fetch with Millie. I don't know. So yeah, and I was gonna say maybe he'll just adopt Millie. You know, could be. Um, yeah, yeah. Who, who knows? You know, Jeremy, I have a very similar one for my last good one. Okay, good. Um, my mine is uh my the, someone who had a good year in 2022 was uh, Nationals kid. Do you remember that? I don't know. I don't remember what the hell we were calling him, but. <laughs> That kid, that kid had a great year. I mean, he, uh, you know, he got Juan Soto's autograph in Milwaukee. He, uh, he got a bunch of other autographs with like his shitty gray pen that he couldn't have possibly been happier with. Um, he was just blissfully calling Ricky, Ricky Bonus, Ricky Bones. Um, you know, g- having just a good old time with us, living his best life. He's, he's, you know, probably in school. It seemed like he drove there, so I would assume he's like oh, yeah. 16, 16 or seventeen. But still, probably, uh, you know, probably on Christmas break right now, you know, not a care in the world, playing MLB The Show all day. Uh, he probably got some good good Christmas presents that he wanted. Now, is this kid going to get invited to, like, the popular kids' uh, New Year's party? No. Is yeah. he going to, like, have a prom date? Probably not. But, like, you know what? It doesn't matter that he's not going to go to the prom because, like, this kid's going to be graphing the night of the prom, you know? Like... You do it for the the graphs. Um, yep. So yeah, he had a this kid had a he had a good year. I bet. It took me a second to, to remember uh, exactly who who uh, Nationals kid was, but yeah, he was a little husky husky <laughs> type of kid, I think. Um, <laughs> looking at <laughs> our old notes from the Nationals game, and I wrote yeah, Ricky Bones B O N E Z. That's how I typed how he uh, uh, wrote it out. But um, yeah, and silver silver sharpie on ball. Yeah, um, yeah, he did have a good year, and um, I bet he probably thinks he's like you know a top grapher based on like <laughs> that that whole experience. But um, yeah, yeah, that's uh, yeah, someone you know. I think with each bus hang, there's there's winners and losers, and um, yes, he definitely he. I'm sure he would consider himself a winner that night for sure. No, most definitely. Um, all right, Jeremy. So for you, I've already said Jason Hayward. Who do you think is going to have a good year in 2023? Um. So so my pick for good year for 2023 is a dual pick. Um. Mm-hmm. I have Jack. I have Zach Gallen and Jose Barrios. Oh, great. Okay. okay. So, yeah. So for number one for Zach Gallon, I'll say when, when Jack Swakowski picks you for, mm. for Cy Young, you yep. win the damn Cy Young. Okay. That's right. So uh, Jack is uh two, two for two, I think with the nas- last two national league Cy Young winners. I am. I and am. He's, he's thinking of Zach Gallon for 2023. Um, and so I think that definitely is a good sign for Zach Gallon. Yeah. And um, uh, my, pick for AL Cy Young for 2022 was Jose Barrios. Um, he finished uh, with a 12 and seven record, not bad, but a 5.23 ERA. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was also looking at his fan graphs and he, he finished with a 3.28 BABIP, which actually isn't that, you know, isn't that outrageous, but that's still like above that. That was the second highest American league BABIP. So um, uh, it would, it would seem to indicate that, he might have better results next year. Um, and since considering that I picked him in 2022, I bet he'll have a great 2023. So <laughs> if you're looking for, you know, pitchers to, to have good years um, for the Jack factor, you pick uh, mm-hmm. gallon. And for the Jeremy factor, you pick Jose Barrios. So those are, those are my two guys to have a good 2023. I like it. Um, yeah. I'm, I think I'm going to put some DraftKings money on Zach gallon this year. So yeah. um, who knows? Hopefully I can, I can uh, do it a third year in a row. 
uh, yeah, that's a, that's, that's, those are good calls there. Um, well, we've already done my good year, guys, so I might as well say a, a bad year in 2023. Um, and uh, I'm going to stick with like something podcast-related here, Jeremy. But I, th- I think that uh, Ick and the Stick are not going to have a good year in 2023. Jack, here's, here's, Jack hold on. I yeah. also picked the Ick for a bad year for 2023. No way! <laughs> oh, that's great. That's I great. Did. Okay. Well, that's that's friggin' clairvoyant. We didn't talk about this before the before the podcast. Yeah, tell, tell me why you think he's going to have a bad year, because I have my thoughts for sure. Sure. So, well, first of all, clearly the, the game that he's been running uh, for yes. probably the last 15 years mm-hmm. has been to bring his little kid to games and like uses uses little kid to get autographs but this year i think it it, it just became obvious that that the kid is way too old for that yes, he's got yes, a freaking yes. he's got a freaking mustache he's like <laughs> he's like he's like 17 or 18 he's like taller now. than the ick almost yes I feel. he is um, but he still talks like a little kid the whole situation yeah. is is just kind of disgusting frankly but like uh, yeah, the, the, uh, it's over. It's game over. Like you can't, you can't do that anymore now. So, it's over for the ick. Yes, it, it is. Um, the, the kid is an adult now. Like, you know, that, that, uh, that phase is over. So unless he wants to adopt like another little kid, like he can't, he can't run that game anymore. It's, it's, it's done for him. Yeah. Jack, this is very along the lines of what I was thinking as well. I was actually, um, almost taking it one step further. And I was, I was pre I'm predicting that the, that this is the year, this off season could have happened at the Christmas dinner table for all we know. Um, but I, this is the year I think that the stick tells the ick to fuck off. It's like, <laughs> it's like, you know, to quote, um, I think it's uh James Vanderbeek in varsity blues. I don't want your laugh. <laughs> so I think the stick, this is the year that the stick finally speaks up for himself, breaks off from the ick and says, like, I'm not going to be your, your puppet boy anymore to get autographs. Uh, and the ick now must face life uh, in a post, uh, you know, post stick uh, autograph horizon. So, um, yeah, that's that's yeah, that's 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 very we're very much on the same wavelength there. Definitely, yeah. I, I was looking at that picture on Instagram that you had again, Jeremy, with mm-hmm. the ick. He was by himself, but he was he was getting Christopher Morell's autograph. So that's uh, you know, maybe it's just just pathetic. But like maybe a sign of <laughs> a sign of things to come. Yeah. Um, well, that's that's awesome, and I, I'm sure I'm sure we'll see them again next year. So most uh, of, at least the ick. Um, <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, I, I don't even want to say my my last bad year 2022 because I picked or 23 because I picked I picked two. Um, sure. Because that was such a great uh, way to end it. I'll just say yep. um, I, p- I also picked Dave Roberts, Jack, because I oh. kind of f- I, I think Dave Roberts has been a bit of a uh, I don't know, a bonehead manager. And I, I don't know if the, the Dodgers arrow is pointing down at this point. Um, but uh, I think if, if it is, it's going to be a bad year for Dave Roberts. So I put sure. Him on my well, list as I mean, well. He, what did he take Clayton Kershaw out of a fucking perfect game after seven innings or something? Yeah, <laughs> right. It was at least a, it was at least a no hitter, but I think it was a perfect game. So, um, you know, uh, yeah, what, whatever his uh, his time his time might come. You're right. Yeah. So um, that's uh, yeah. So I'm having him on the list too. But uh, but yeah, we'll have to look for the ick to see how his how he's doing <laughs> um, in 2023. Well, uh, uh, yeah. So this was a great one. Uh, so this is our last episode of 2022. I think we're getting ready to wrap it up. Um, but we uh, we'll be back uh, in the new year with some new content. Yeah, I'll say too, just as a programming, I kind of want to say this at the beginning of the the episode, but uh, get well soon wishes go out to Mark Bubblebath. Um, oh God. 
listeners won't will 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 be interested to hear, I guess, um, that uh, about an hour after we we recorded last week's ep or last yeah whatever last week's episode, uh, Mark Bubblebath, we mentioned that it was a snowy day in Chicago. Um, when me and Jack left uh, the recording studio, um, we were walking down the sidewalk and it was very icy. Um, and uh, Mark Bubblebath was leaving uh, the studio as well and uh, slipped and fell on some ice and ended up breaking his 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 arm. His forearm. He broke it. He bro- it's broken now. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. He Good he Lord. um he uh went to the uh like yeah he missed um my holiday party which was two days after we recorded or the a day after we recorded. Um, because, uh, he was, he was not in good shape and he went to the doctor a couple days later. He was still, he was kind of using the arm and like, uh, through, through pain, uh, but went to the doctor and found out that there was a crack in like the, a a radial fracture, like in his, in his arm. So, uh, he's in like a sling and everything. Uh, and like, I mean, (laughs) it's kind of crazy that, uh, that happened just mere hours after we recorded last week. It is, yeah, and Mark had actually commented. I don't even know what the context was, but he said he hadn't been to a doctor since 1990. Yeah. So, yeah, <laughs> that you know, uh, yeah, that was that was before the Reds won their World Series in the 90s. So, um, yeah, you know, that's a long time ago. So, uh, well, yeah, uh, yeah, I hope he gets well soon for sure. And uh, you know, thanks again to him for for coming on the pod last week. Yeah, I don't think I don't think we had anything to do with the, the, the <laughs> circumstances of that, but uh, I still wish him a, uh, been friends with the guy for 20 plus years. So uh, hopefully uh, he's, he's on the mend and uh, we'll, maybe we'll get out to a game with him in 2023, but um, yeah, but uh, yeah, thanks folks for uh, listening for this year. Um, I hope you guys all enjoyed the, uh, the um, rain delay player of the day on Twitter. Mm-hmm. We'll be wrapping that up pretty soon with a, unlikely uh choice for for december 31st so stay for tuned sure. for that and um, we'll have some more fun stuff to come in 2023 including uh uh you know hopefully a good uh season chock full with lots of autographs mm-hmm. um i hope the cubs are better but maybe not better to where we can't afford tickets hmm. um but uh but yeah you know i'm looking forward to this next year jack and um i'm uh, just excited to get some new autographs yeah, same here. Um, all right, for Rain Delay Theater, I'm Jack Swakowski. And I'm Jeremy Dionisio. See you next year. All right, later. Later.